This episode of the Jamie K podcast is brought to you by From Within Records. We're about 10 days away from It Is What It Is dropping by Payback, and it's going to be excited. I've been counting down the days. Shout out to PA Hardcore. But this Friday, Final Right dropping In Cold Blood on From Within Records, and it's going to be super awesome. Shout out to the Hudson Valley. They're always putting out amazing bands. So I'm so excited for Final Right to finally be putting out new music. So please stay tuned to that. If you're not following From Within Records on social media, please go boot up your Twitter, Instagram, and click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news. And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. On today's episode, we had to travel back to Perth Amboy, New Jersey. Such an amazing scene down there. So many great people. I'm, I was really happy to be able to sit down with Jason again. It's, it's been years, but I've been supporting uh, Fence Cutter and everything that he's been doing since then. And I've gotten a lot of support from him and his crew out there. And it, it just means a lot to me to be able to create these bonds. Like years ago, think about uh, when the podcast was in the early stages, Jason and Avery came on to talk about Fence Cutter. And it was just one of those things in the early days where I got support from people on the East Coast that didn't know me personally, that were just down for what I was doing and just down for hardcore. And that goes a long way because here we are two years later, we're still friends, still supporting each other. And it's just a pleasure for me to be able to have Jason back on to talk about his new band, Never Again. If you haven't had a chance to listen to them yet or check out the demo, please hit pause. It's really great hardcore coming out of New Jersey. So please go check out Never Again. Go boot up your Bandcamp, Spotify, Apple Music title. You probably missed out on the tapes that were put out uh, by Rebirth Records, uh, but stay tuned because they're, there's, I, I, I probably said too much. Uh, just stay tuned. But anyways, it was really fun for me to be able to sit down and catch up with Jason. He's a great guy. He loves hardcore just like me. So please strap in. Enjoy this conversation, and without further ado, welcome Jason Zaleski to the show. back to the podcast jason how's it going what's going on man long time no talk bro this is crazy because I, I was thinking about it and uh, i had you and avery on the podcast uh, like early on I, I had to look it up because I, I was curious but you guys were on way back at episode 35 which is crazy to think how far i we both have come because obviously you know um rest in peace to fence cutter but uh, i'm just happy to see that you are still participating and you know still putting on for your area you started a new band so it's just cool to be able to sit here and talk to you you know a couple years later thanks bro what what episode is this gonna be uh this is gonna be 265 if i remember correctly wow dude that's crazy because i remember when you first asked us me and avery were so psyched to just be on, you know, talking to somebody about hardcore. Yeah. So that was a big deal for us at that time. Definitely. No, it was a big deal for me too, just to you know get support uh, from you guys out there. Cause I, I feel like having you guys on and kind of gaining the attention of uh, your friends and it just kind of helped uh, this crazy spider web uh, with all these connections. So I, I feel like I'm honestly having you guys early on, uh, you know, help me out a lot. Cause it put me in front of a lot of people that probably would have never even checked this out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I remember Nate Chosemake put us on to you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? After he did the interview, he sent it right to me. He was like, yo, check this guy out, you know? So, yeah, word, word for mouth, you know? Hell yeah. And uh, is it okay to talk about Fence Cutter? I know it's been a minute, but I was just curious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I, I was... I, I was such a fan of the band uh, and I was hoping, you know, for you guys to do more, but uh, is it okay to speak on why you guys decided to call it quits? Yeah, yeah. It was a whole bunch of shit. I mean, like, like we had like 
issues with members, not like, not like, um, like actual issues, but you know, our drummer moved to uh, Nashville at the time mm -hmm. and, um, it was so hard to like get him to start coming up for shows and stuff like that. And, uh, we were kind of, um, kind of getting bored of, of, of playing that like style of hardcore and, uh, not really that style of hardcore, but just like being in that band in particular. So we were trying to start something new eventually. We just didn't know when. And, you know, we had a weekend there planned. Um, we we're going to go up to, I think, Montreal. And um, like two days before, um, our drummer couldn't do it. So we tried to get someone else. That person couldn't find their passport. And we were like, all right, well, we, we like can't do this weekend because now we don't have a drummer. So let's just call it quits there, you know? And mm -hmm. that's what we did. We did one last show that we had planned and that was it. So. Okay. Well, uh, great band. I, I still appreciate uh, what you guys did with that band, but like I said, I'm happy that, uh, you know, you're back doing music. Uh, and was this always the, the thing like, okay, like fence cutter decided to call it quits. Um, did you want to start another band or did you want to take a break from doing bands and just like focus on other things? Um, I mean, as soon as we were trying to call it quits, me and Avery wanted to start a new band. But when FC ended, we definitely wanted to take a little break. Mm -hmm. um, just because it was, it was, it was a lot, like playing shows all the time, doing all that stuff. And um, yeah, so I mean, we were slowly but surely like trying to write a demo, trying to write a new demo. And uh, like we eventually had like songs and, you know, we showed them to all our friends and all our friends was like, yo, this sounds exactly like fence cutter, like cut it out, you know? So we mm -hmm. scrapped all those. And then, you know, we wrote this demo that's out now, but never again. So okay, well, that's pretty much how it worked. I guess it's great that your friends were being honest with you and didn't just like blow smoke up your ass. Uh, it's cool that they're able to tell you like, yo, this sounds just like the band you're trying to get away from, like, you know, sonically. So, uh, cause it would have been weird oh, if, yeah. if you just, uh, you know, uh, you know, ended fence cutter and then started something new, but it sounded exactly the same. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, my friends are mean as fuck. They're my best friends. They're all mean. So, mm -hmm. no, they spoke the truth and and you know it worked out. Yeah, no, that that, that that's only a good thing. Um, and I, I was uh, I, I was bummed when uh, fence cutter decided to call it quits because I loved how much pride you guys uh, you know took in um, from where you're from, right? You guys would always be repping uh, Perth Amboy. So w when that was coming to an, I was like, all right, cool. I hope it doesn't end there, right? Because I, I hope you guys were still going to stick around and continue to champion your area and start a new band to, to keep pumped to get out there. Because obviously, like I, I know um, your, your brother is in a band and, you know, from your area. So I just wanted to, uh, you know, hope that that wasn't the end for you guys. Yeah, I mean, like, dude, our goal for like doing stuff like that, like just like being so annoying about where we're from and stuff like that um we just wanted like younger kids to see it and like people you know who are on the fringe of things to kind of see it and be like oh like this is actually something really cool like let's be involved and like for a place like Perth Amboy it's so hard to fucking do a band and, and find a spot to book shows at because like it's just a weird place you know there's not not much not much shit that's open to like do shows you know and when there's places that you know, could do shows they don't want to because of a past show and, you know, this and that. So it's it's really like a pride thing. We we're very, you know, happy that we're from there and stuff like that. Um I mean, yeah, what are, what were you even saying? Oh, I, just, I, I just freaking rambled. No, 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 it's all good. No, I, I was just saying that I was happy that, uh, and I was uh, worried that it was going to maybe end there for you guys uh, with repping your city and, you know, uh, and doing your part in the scene. But uh, knowing that, you know, never again popped up. Uh, it's cool to see that you guys are still there keeping it alive and, you know, continuing to, to push hardcore in your area and hopefully to inspire others around you to, you know, start something new. Oh yeah, dude, totally. I mean, I just spoke to like, one kid that's you know friends with my little brother the other day and he got into hardcore recently and he's like dude me and my homies are starting a band like life of agony i'm like yes this is what this is what the goal was you know what i'm saying you know keep this shit going keep the tradition going of you know kid those kids got to get the younger kids involved in this shit now yeah you know, it's gonna be their job not saying i'm gonna still be here but you know it's just cool to see yeah and i i, I always uh, talk about how it's always important to want to inspire the youth because 
uh, as much as uh, we're you know, doing everything we can to uh, put in work and keep it going, we can't be here forever. So we got to try to prop up and, uh, you know, put on the younger kids so that they can you know do their part and kind of take our positions once we're gone. Dude, absolutely. I mean, dude, when I first started coming to shows, definitely a weird vibe. You know, had to had to earn your had to earn your shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But um, you know, certain places I would go to when I would go to New Brunswick shows, all the older guys would bring me in. You know, always talk to the younger kids. Um, you know, so you know that you know going to New Brunswick basement shows when I was like 17, just turned 18, that really changed me. Made me realize like, oh shit, like you have to put on for these younger kids because if you're a fucking asshole to them, they're not gonna fucking come to your shows and they're not gonna put your bands on. And, you know, they're not going to keep the tradition going. 100% because I was once that young kid that didn't really feel like I I had a place anywhere. But when I found hardcore, if I didn't meet the people that I ran into when I was younger that uh, were willing to take me to shows to, you know, put me on to listen to bands that were, um, you know, active at the time or even bands that came before I even got into the scene, I would probably would have been lost or uh, you know, got super jaded early on and just probably would have fallen out. So it's, it's always important to try to to put these young kids on. And I, I know uh, it, it's not like you want to be friends with everybody, right? Because that's weird. Uh, but also you don't want to try to keep anybody out. If, if there's like, you know, some young kid who seems like they're really into it, just uh, go talk to them, try to suggest some bands or see where they're from or what they're about. Because like just one conversation can change somebody's whole like trajectory in this thing. Yeah, totally. I mean, I don't have many friends, but I have so many people that I know that, you know, I talk to them when I go to hardcore shows, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's how it should be, you know, uh, always, always support the kids coming up straight up, even if they're fucking, even if their band sucks, you know, tell them eventually, <laughs> but you know, support them. Yeah, because maybe, uh, right, not every band's going to be a, a hitter, but um, it could be a learning process. And that person who was in a shitty, I've seen it time and time again, right? Somebody plays in, uh, you know, so many shitty bands, but they, you know, didn't give up. And eventually they start a band that somehow just manages to write good music. And it's it's crazy. So it, it's it's important for people to to not give up, uh, especially if, if they want it, like, you know, bad enough, like, okay, like you really want to be in a band. Cool. Like, even if your shit sucks at one point, um, it, you only have room to grow, right? You, you can't, or maybe you could get shittier, but, uh, but if you try hard enough, you could get good. Definitely. Dude, Fence Cutter was so bad when we first started. So bad, dude. I can't even believe we played shit like what we played, but you know, people, people supported us. People eventually told us we suck. And, uh, we made it work. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, not every band's going to be, you know, good out to get, like you said. Yeah. So how many uh, songs uh, did you guys write uh, that you showed your friends that they were like, yo, this is uh, just like Fence Cutter, uh, you know, write something different? Um, I think it was like three and then like half written fourth song. Mm-hmm. You know, it was only me and Avery. We didn't have any members to like plug in yet. Cause we, you know, we were like, oh, let's write the demo or like most of it. And then just try to plug in, you know, people, you know, if they like what they hear. So we tried to show like that demo and, you know, some of our friends were like, dude, sounds like fence cutter, like try something different, you know? So yeah, we did. And then we, we, you know, we got, um, Sean from prospect, Mm -hmm. um, to play guitar. And then we got Juan who was, you know, the basis of FC to, to play bass. And then, um, Eventually, we got um, Matt. He plays drums in Blind Justice. And he plays drums in The Answer, too. We got him to play for us. Yeah, those are some good bands. I love The Answer. I hope they do more. Dude, they're sick. Actually, the person who recorded the drums was AJ. From He plays bass in The Answer and the, bla- the bass in Blind Justice. He mm. recorded the demo. But after recording, he was like, find the drummer. That's that's funny. He's like, all right, I'm, I'm gonna prop you up, but uh, you guys gotta you know figure it out after this. But that's cool. Sometimes it, it's easier that way because uh, to to kind of want to start something, especially with people who already have bands, right? It, it, it's hard enough for them to to just keep what they already have going. But I, I feel like if you uh, go out and record and have something to present to somebody that you're trying to recruit, I feel like it's way easier that way instead of trying to you know sell them on something that's not really there yet exactly like you can't sell somebody on an idea you have to have something to give them you know what i'm saying that's a cheat code you know write a little bit of it you know have the bulk of it ready and you know present it to somebody hey you want to join this band you know add your flavor to it 
and see where it goes from there. And so you guys uh, you know, recorded this demo. How long were you sitting on it uh, before you guys put it out or did you guys put it out right away? Um, no, we kind of put it out right away. We were sitting on it for like a while, obviously like COVID and shit. We were fucking only meeting up like once every month and a half. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was a slow process to like actually write the songs. But once we had the songs written, um, they had one practice and they were like, Jay, write the lyrics we're recording in two weeks. And that's what happened. We recorded, uh, like two weeks later, um, you know, Sean recorded it at his studio and uh, mixed in, like mixed it, and then two to three weeks after that, we were able to release. So, okay, that's yeah, pretty quick turnaround, which is awesome because obviously, uh, when it comes to people who wanting to like press vinyl and all that, they'll have to they'll be sitting on records for you know over like half a year or even longer than that because they want to kind of time everything together. So it's, it's cool that you guys were able to yeah. record. And, and I know it's just a demo, but uh, it's, it's just cool that you guys were able to have that quick turnaround yeah. and, and put it out. Yeah. Well, we were like, you know, trying to take our sweet time with it, but you know, shows were coming back and you know, we were all getting antsy. So, you know, we were like, Sean, hurry the fuck up, <laughs> you know? So, and what was it like for your area? Because I, I know that there's a, uh, from my perspective out here, uh, people were a, a little apprehensive at first. I, I feel like once, uh, well, on our side, once that uh, show that happened under the bridge with uh, Section Hate, I, I feel like that just kind of opened the floodgates and was a, a, a turning point for us out here where it's like, all right, it, it, that was that well attended and that crazy and fun and um, from my perspective, I, I don't know of any big outbreaks from these shows. Uh, I, I feel like that's where everybody was like, all right, cool. Like, let's start having sh- more shows. And then also in tune with that, um, the restrictions started getting lifted out here in California. So it was like this weird, uh, just kind of like wave of uh, things happening all at the right time to make things come back uh, you know, easy. Because now I feel like I'm, I'm going to at least one show every week. Like this week, I went to like three different shows. But I'm curious for your area, did things come back uh, pretty quickly and were kids, uh, you know, uh, down for it or are kids still kind of like on the fence about attending shows? Um, You know, like when that Madball show first happened in March, that shit had like thousands of people there. I went to that show. Okay. Um, I was like kind of weird about it. I wasn't comfortable about being in the crowd. So, you know, like me and my girlfriend kind of just stood in the back. Um you know, mask off because it's outside and we just kind of enjoyed, you know, the vibe because it was a great vibe. Um, But like after that, you know, the backlash on Twitter and shit like that, um, you know what I'm saying? And my whole opinion on it is, you know, if you want to go, you want to go, you know, Twitter's not, you know, the real world. Mm -hmm. Um, So you go to shows as you please, Um, you know, hopefully you'll get vaxxed, you know, I'm vaccinated. Um, So, you know, we got to be safe about this. But, you know, besides that, you know, once once that show, I agree with you, once that show in Cali popped off and everyone was like, yo, OK, this is sick. We miss going to shows. Um, people started announcing shows out here and, you know, nobody was really complaining. So. OK, that that's cool. Yeah. And it, it's weird. Sometimes I, I like. I'll, I'll like I, I'm, I'm like getting ready to go to a show and I'm like oh like we're doing this again like yeah, we're we're way past that point of wanting to go to a show now it's like like I said I I, I went to three shows this week uh, probably going to one or two this upcoming week I'm literally traveling at the, at the end of the month for a show I'm flying across the country for a show so this is uh, you know a, definitely a good feeling to to kind of be past that point of wanting to be back and things are already here and happening dude that's so sick because Cali's doing so many shows right now. Like my area, New Jersey, you know, Brooklyn, Philly, they're they're doing shows, but not as at the like capacity as like what Cali's doing. You mm-hmm. know, I want to go to shows, dude. I want to go, you know. But I, uh, Knock Loose is playing tonight in uh, Asbury Park. I'm trying to go. You know, Magnitude's playing, but that shit's fucking sold out. So I'm gonna try to sneak in. Okay. You know, when I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Uh, you, you can get in and yeah I, I feel like uh, for uh, for me being out here in Southern California that's uh, like one perk because so many tours like you know want to come here right and instead of uh, you know it, it's kind of like a destination spot so it's like if it's a, like a, a big tour like almost guaranteed if it's coming to the west coast it's going to hit uh, at least uh, you know one of like you know four different spots they could play in Southern California 
Yeah, dude, that's good. I mean, I'm spoiled as fuck too out here. Just as spoiled, if not probably more spoiled, because I have my 45 minute drive from like anywhere in New York City, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I live right across the bridge from Staten Island, so I'm so super close to there. Um, you know, about two and a half from Wilkes Bear, uh, an hour and fifteen from Philly. So, you know, I could any show that you know is touring is either playing those four places. So yeah jersey included i'm always curious what that experience would be like right because uh even though you're, you're so close to these uh, major markets like it's all different scenes so i'm always curious like what it would be like to be like all right which scene do i want to go to or which one do i like you know vibe with the best like outside of like my home scene because here uh, out in southern california we have like the you know la orange county san diego inland empire but um, like it's like you know different scenes, but we all intermingle, so it's just not that different. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're talking about big scenes. You know, we're talking about Philly, New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those are all different scenes. Wilkes Bear is a different scene. Um, Long Island, that's a whole different world. Um, then we have the Hudson Valley. I'm about two and a half hours from Hudson Valley too. That's a whole different scene. And then in New Jersey itself, there's like so many different scenes yeah. and half of them hate each other so you know what i'm saying it's that, so much different shit and to get into here in New Jersey. is is that kind of a bummer that there's like no unity like in your immediate area when it comes to the new jersey scene or is it like so deep that it can't be fixed it's so deep that it can't be fixed and that's why you know me and my friends have so much pride you know where we're from mm-hmm. you know and 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 what we do for for the scene here yeah that i feel like that's the most important thing right it's like uh you know take pride and you know pump up your own scene right because because that's hard enough because i was at a show the other night uh let me give you some perspective so i went to the territory it hit here in chain reaction and i saw i saw so many people i knew right from uh you know from my like immediate area uh, area i'm out there supporting uh, all the bands and then uh last or a couple nights ago I, I went to see this this newer local band right they're signed they're they're doing things but it's not cool to like them yet out here so w- when i showed up there was like uh like n- like way less of the kids that were at that terror show for like our local band that we should be pumping up and supporting like over anybody else first right because like they're from here in orange county and I was just, I was just so like frustrated because I'm just like, dude, and we've been in the situation before, right? Like a couple of years ago, Dare, up and coming band, and I was just like trying to bang that drum and telling people like, yo, like come support this band. They're literally from down the street, and so many people are like, no, they suck, whatever. And I'm just like, all right, you guys are all idiots. And then fast forward to now, they're right putting out good music, they're signed, and they're like a legit band. And now I'm just, I feel like I'm back in that same situation, right? I'm bugging my friends like, hey, why weren't you at the show? Like, come see this band, like these are even some of your friends that play in this band. Like, why aren't you here supporting them? I know it's not the cool thing to do, but they're writing good music and people are going to you know, hop on eventually. I just don't get why people want to wait until it's cool to do it. Right. It's, it's just frustrating sometimes. Dude, nah, dude, I get, we could talk about all day about that shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, only thing I got to say about that is like, especially, especially in New Jersey and New York, man, like, Everybody's fucking clinging to to life here at, at you know, almost clinging to life, you know, working probably hard as fuck. So, you know, sometimes, dude, there's a show in fucking Philly that, you know, my friends are all planning to go to. All right, Jay, you know, you got to work out a four. All right, we'll scoop you up. I got to work at four. I'm like, dude, I don't want to fucking go. I'm tired as fuck. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, so if people, if people like don't have full passion and love for hardcore, they're not gonna go out of the way to support the new bands, you know, which sucks. But you know, I I, I kind of understand where they come from, mm-hmm. you know. But definitely, like when fucking when there's a when there's a band, you know, they're kind of popping off a little bit, but you know, they're not the big shit yet. And then they get the big shit, they play the big shows, and everybody's all of a sudden on their dicks. That that does piss me off. A yeah, it, whatever. It, it's so frustrating because I'm just like, dude, like I was going to these weird warehouses to see these bands, and, and it's not for me to to brag or be cool, but I'm just like, 
like just think about how much further along they could have been if they just had this support when they're this literally the same band from just a couple months ago right yeah no i get that yeah 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 that's definitely definitely weird yeah, I I just get so confused. But but shout out to my friends that were there that are on the same page and have that same love and passion that are willing to go to these shows that aren't like the hype shows to to see these bands that um are basically the future of our area, right? Because um you know some bands are on their way out doing or just doing different stuff. Um, there there's this new wave coming in, and it's just like it's just like this weird cycle that I, I know how it goes. But it's just so yeah. frustrating that other people uh, just think that it's going to be different. I'm like, no, this band's going to be the next thing because they're putting in work and they're actually writing good music. So it's just like there's only one way for them to go unless they yeah. break up. Yeah. You know, you know, who's a fucking guy that you uh, you had an interview with last week? Who's like the boss at like, you know, supporting bands? Who? Carl Gunhouse. Oh, dude. He, Dude, he dude. He goes to every show around here. Mm-hmm. Like, like he goes to every show. Shows that I booked that like five people paid. He's there taking photographs at, you know, he's, he's a real one, bro. Yeah. He is. No, shout out to your brother for, for putting me onto him. Cause w- w- when I had your, your brother and the other man on to talk about the Jersey slide zine, uh, they put me onto Carl and they're like, yo, he'd be like a good person for you to talk to. And I didn't realize his reach until I, I posted that episode. And then I had a ton of people like reaching out to me from like the East coast being like, yo, like that dude's a legend and just giving him like so much praise. And I was just like, dude, I thought he was just this cool guy. I didn't really know he had like, you know, that kind of reach or that many people like knew who he was. So it, it was uh, just a, a pleasant surprise, but I had a great time talking to him. He's awesome. Yeah, dude, that was one of my favorite interviews you did, dude. Dude, Shout thank out. you. Yeah, no, Carl's legit. And especially for somebody who's been around for so long and to still have that passion to to go out and still do uh, you know do what he does you know take these uh, you know photographs go to all these different shows when he could have easily just you know uh, you know be way more selective but no he still goes to so many different shows because he still has that passion yeah man he's he's awesome i hope to be like that you know when i get his age yeah like i i often wonder like if this will like th- this feeling of wanting to you know go to so many shows listen to so many bands if we'll ever run out because I, I i always feel like i have this crazy you know, burning desire to, to, you know, go to these shows. Like even when I went to the show the other night, just being able to see, uh, this band and they're my friends, but also like I can look at and listen to the music objectively, but I was like, this is good shit. So for me to still be able to go out and do that, to go to these, uh, you know, shows and catching these bands, like, you know, early in their career and just still having that same passion, uh, you know, uh, some odd years later, cause I've been doing this for a long time. It, it, it's just uh, really interesting. Cause there's not many things that I care about as much as this, you know? Yeah, dude, I I feel you, bro, because, you know, when I first started going back to shows like the Madball, you know, show in, in Tompkins, and they open up a lockdown and you hear the riff, dude, just goosebumps down my whole body. You know, I just felt so hyped to be there. Um, and after that, you know, I just keep want, kept wanting to go to shows, kept wanting to go to shows because, you know, we've been, you know, that's been taken away from us for, for a minute. So mm-hmm. I'm you know, definitely. I'm curious when you w- were going to the uh, Thompson or God, I always mess with, I don't know why I always mess with the word on air. I can say that word perfectly off air, but whenever I'm on air and I have to say it, Thompson uh, <laughs> Square Park show, did you uh, realize like how many people were going to show up or was that a surprise to you when you got there? No, nah, I knew it was going to be a big deal because, you know, it's fucking mad ball. <laughs> like they, they, they could have played in the actual lockdown and that many people probably would have fucking shown up, you know? Yeah. So. You know, I, everybody knew it was going to be the big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you, you know what's interesting is that I had so many friends who who went, uh, and I kind of got to see the show from different perspectives, right? Like you know, certain people that I follow were on stage, some people were actually in the pit, and then I had some friends who were just out on the grass and in the distance, just you know, taking pictures of videos from that perspective, and it was, it was pretty interesting for me. And I was definitely surprised because I I didn't think that many people were going to show up just because at that point nothing like that had really gone on so public, right? You know, there was like underground shows here and there, but for uh, this show to get advertised and for so many people to show up, I was like, wow, this is insane. And I, it was just something that I didn't expect, but, but it was cool. Cause I feel like that yeah. for, for the entire scene, I, that's the point where uh, things started to turn around as far as shows coming back. Because once Madball played and opened the floodgates for everybody, you know, I feel I feel like that's what, 
led to the LA show. And then after the LA show, that kind of, you know, looked at everybody or uh, made everybody look um, at this whole thing a little different because, right, Madball is super negative. LA show happens with Section Hate, um, super positive. And then faster than now, it's like, cool, we're back. So it, it was like that show was really important. And uh, I'm, I'm happy that they did it because if they didn't, uh, who knows where we'd be at this point. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, people got to understand that, like, New York and New Jersey was, like, the first spot to get really fucked up by COVID. So everything with that New York, New York, New Jersey was, like, the first spots to be, like, fully locked down. And, uh, you know, so that Madball show was, like, a year, like, act almost exact to the T of the year of the lockdowns, you know? So people were, were ready to go out, you know? 100%. Uh, and were you okay through like 2020? Was it uh, you know a pretty crazy year for you, or did you just manage to to get by okay? I mean, you know, you know, I had a pretty good year, you know, despite everything that happened. You know, my family was okay, everybody around me was okay. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so I I I was very lucky. Hundred percent. No, I I. I, I used to feel a little like weird talking about like my experiences because I always felt like mine was like uh, my perspective was always skewed because uh, I never stopped working. So like my day to day and this makes me sound like super privileged, but like my my day to day didn't really change. The only difference was that like I wasn't going to Disneyland every day. Right. Because the, the park had shut down. So it's like, all right, cool. Mm -hmm. Like I'll go to work. I'll come home if I need if I actually need anything. I'll you know go out and get it and be safe and just go home. I I wasn't going out and like you know hanging out with people and partying and shit. I, I just like kept to myself. But I was fortunate enough to be able to you know still keep my job and not really have to struggle. Yeah, totally. I mean, I work a ton too. Um, you know, so I work at a, a grocery store, mm -hmm. like the dairy department, and I was like one of the only kids that you know didn't get COVID and, you know, wasn't, you know, too scared to leave, you know, because I, I wanted, I wanted to make money, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, I stood there the whole fucking time. Um, you know, when I got out of work, you know, went home, I, you know, my, my shit didn't change, you know? And, um, you know, the only thing that changed is I didn't get to go to hardcore shows, didn't go to soccer games, didn't get to see my friends for a while, you know? That's the worst that happened, and I'm I'm thankful, you know. Hundred percent. And you you, ne you never got sick. No, nah, no, nah, never, never. Um, took the antibody test a couple times and everything to make sure and mm. nothing. Got the vax, so I'm chilling. Hell yeah, that's that's good to hear. Uh, you know what's funny is I I spent all of 2020 like worrying about getting it right, uh, being like super cautious and doing my best to to, to just stay safe and. I, I eventually got it at, at the beginning of 2021. So I, I got it oh, in like, shit. yeah, I, I got it like mid January, if I remember correctly. Um, and it was just like the most random thing because I, I, I didn't still at that point hadn't changed like my routine. And it was just this random Saturday. I, I like and it was late at night, too. It was like probably like, well, I guess not super late, probably like in the evening, like eight or nine. I started to like feel like a little weird, but I was like, oh, maybe it'll just pass. Maybe like, like I ate, I ate something weird or something. And then come the next day i was like oh shit i think this is it and luckily i i obviously i beat it i'm here today but it, I, I feel like i didn't have the worst of it so i, I was just thankful because like i didn't know people who had like long lasting shit after and for me I, yeah, I, dude. I i was like okay after like a week and a half yeah dude i mean i know multiple people who straight up almost died you know mm -hmm. didn't, they didn't they didn't die but got very fucking close um you know i had the quarantine for a week and a half um in January of 21, because like three dudes in my department all got COVID uh -huh. and I was all around them. And uh, so I quarantined for like a week and a half, got tested uh, three times, never got it, you know? So I got lucky, definitely. Hell yeah. No, that, that's, that's awesome. And especially, uh, you know, since you're, since you, you chose to get vaccinated, right. To, to, to help fight it. I, I'm just happy that you never you never got it because it, it's still a possibility, right? It's it's still out there. I know people are. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, especially with this Delta dude. I mean, I know, you know, last week I knew more people that got the that got COVID last week than even before mm -hmm. when you know shit was getting really crazy. So that Delta shit is 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 wild too. You know. Yeah. And if you're not vaxxed, you're gonna get fucked up straight up. 
yeah, figure it out, try to stay safe. And it's, it's crazy too, because, uh, out here, because I, I, I live in Orange County, but, uh, you know, friends and I will frequent, uh, to, to LA County, which isn't that far. It's like a, d- depending on which part of LA we go to, it, it could be like a 20 minute drive, which is nothing. And, it, like there's like different rules from where we're at here in Orange County versus LA, and it's just strange because it's just so close, and we're just like, oh shit, like wait, where are we at? Because sometimes we forget, right? Because it's like 20 minutes isn't that far, and we're like walking into places, like you know, and shit's all different. Yeah, dude, no, totally. Like, like when you're in Pennsylvania, I think, and like Philly, like I think you still gotta wear a mask like everywhere. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if that changed recently or not. I don't fucking know. Definitely weird. Like Jersey is kind of open season right now. Okay. You do whatever the fuck you want. So going back to the band, uh, you guys released some tapes through uh, Rebirth Records. Shout out to uh, Bob Wilson. But I'm curious how you guys decided uh, or how you guys actually linked up with uh, Rebirth to do that. Yeah. Shout out to Bob. I mean, he's been booking, you know, me and my friends bands for a minute now. So we, we knew we knew him pretty well. Um, You know, we released a demo i mean he released cut down too on on rebirth mm-hmm. which is like avery's other band yeah shout out cut down um you know and so when we released our demo he was like you know i'll do cassettes you know if nobody's hitting you guys up and we're like no we'll just do it with you let's let's get it mm-hmm. and uh you know that's just how it did how it worked out and he hooked us up big time like those cassettes are awesome yeah and they sold out so that that's that's a good yeah. thing people are paying oh, attention yeah, my- yeah that that that's cool that people are you know uh you know down and uh, in tune right because you guys just just put out the demo not that long ago right uh, on august 8th uh, yeah so just a, 8th, yeah. yeah so just like a little over a month so for, for people to be uh that into the demo to, to want to sell out the the cassette tapes that, that that's awesome yeah dude definitely fucking sick you know we played a show bob booked us on a show the other day actually yeah that was the you guys first show right yeah our first show we got a pretty good reaction, so that was awesome. Yeah, I, I think I saw you you post a picture, right? You, you had the the one T-shirt for sale, and you had some some brute merch next to it. Yeah, <laughs> which is cool. You're putting on for you know brute, uh, you know, moving that merch. Dude, no, it's funny because like, <laughs> like they didn't even fucking ask us; they just started putting their shit next to us. Oh, like, really? All right, <laughs> all right, let's fucking go. Oh, that's funny. Okay, yeah, a couple that- people brought the brute sets and, and hats and stuff. Like, so that's sick. <laughs> that's funny they just started setting up but that's great um so what, what was that show like for you because did you have any expectations for the first show for never again oh uh, i i thought we were gonna get stared at you know because i'm just used to getting stared at especially mm-hmm. playing out of state yeah but dude we had a good reaction i mean we opened with a think i care cover no little cheat code get the kids to move and then but, you know people are moving the whole time so yeah, well, sometimes that could backfire because I've seen covers go horrible, and I'm just like, I don't know if that was a good idea. So uh, I, yeah, I feel like it's no, a risk. You gotta, you, you. I mean, you gotta pick the the, the cover. It's it's hit or miss, definitely. I agree with you, dude. Some yeah. bands do do covers, and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I, I saw this band, and I, I won't name the band, and hopefully, uh, I'm sorry. I, yeah, I, I don't name the band, but they, they, they covered Righteous Jams, uh, a band that I love, and I just saw it just go over everybody's head in the room. They're like, oh, all right, this is the cover, and then right away, I knew what song it was, but I don't know if anybody else did, because nobody reacted. They were just kind of standing there and like trying to like listen to what it was, and it was it, it was just sad. I was like, damn, that, that that's an awesome Dude. song, but that sucked. That nobody moved Dude, around. When, when people cover like the the classics, like Straight Edge Revenge or like Ready to Fight, I just like I just want to walk out the room. Honestly, I'm just like again, mm-hmm. another band doing that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know because okay, because when you, when you think about it, right the 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 amount of bands that have broken up and there's so many good songs that can be covered but i just don't know why people don't like you know go into those wells they i I feel like they just like to uh try to cover what's safe or what they think is um gonna pop off but it's like dude there's so many i I feel like there's so many cool like bands that can be covered that would do a lot better people were just willing to take that risk yeah i think i think people they're just like okay what's a song that everybody knows so they can go off our band. And like what me and my friends always thought was like, what's a song that 
some people will know, but other people would enjoy. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, so, and then like, you know, other kids, cause dude, so many, so many bands I've gotten into through people covering them, you know, especially like the deep cut songs or somebody's, you know, covering a deep cut song from like a, an older band. I'm like, Oh shit. Like who was that? Oh, that was them. Oh, okay. Let me, let me check out that record. Yeah, you know what's funny is that's how I got into Floor Punch. I used to, uh, I, my friends used to play in this band called Fight Like Hell from Denver, and they used to cover Let It Ride. And I, when I first heard it, I'm like, oh, like that song sounds way different than their entire discography. So I remember I was talking to the singer. I was just like, hey, I was like, why does that one song sound so different than everything else you play? And he's like, oh, that's a cover from this band called Floor Punch. And I was just like, floor punch all right let me look into it and that's how i got into floor punch because this one cover that i heard when i was like well this was back in like 2000 like 2005 2006 so damn yeah that's crazy i've gotten into so many bands dude straight up through through covers especially when i was first getting into into hardcore yeah yeah so it it, it it's definitely cool because there's been times like even uh i remember last year or when it was last year yeah i was at fya and uh point of contact they covered throwdown and i was just like i remember i was just standing there and i was like why do i know this song i'm like oh shit this is throwdown and i and it just always uh, gets me excited because i that's like a band that i love so when when anybody just ever shows them any kind of appreciation especially with a cover i'm like that's fucking awesome so it's yeah dude Totally. I mean, fin- that band Final right the other day covered uh, All Out War. Okay. I was fucking hyped. Definitely. Yeah. That's sick. But yeah, hopefully bands will. And But sometimes it's weird too. Like when I hear, hear a cover, I'm like, oh yeah, that band broke up, but that wasn't that long ago. Dude, I don't know. Like, like you got to be the right band to cover a band that doesn't, you know, hasn't been around, like out of the the world long enough to be covered. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, um, like fucking, let me try to think like, um, like blind justice will like cover heavy chains mm-hmm. and like, that's cool for them to do it. But I think if anybody else would cover, you know, heavy chains, it would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is, this is a little off. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting too, because there's like, obviously there's no real rule set to this covering thing. Um, it, it just, uh, you know, bands just have to do it and make it work. Yeah, definitely. Like if you're going to do it, make it work. So. Yeah. But, but that's awesome that you guys covered. Think I cared. That, that's one band that I never got to see, which uh, bums me out because I, I thought that band was super awesome. I never got to see them too, dude. And they did a reunion in New Jersey, I think in like 2015. Wow. I didn't have a car yet. So, and, you know, going to shows when I didn't have a fucking car yet was horrible because there was no shows in Central Jersey at that time. Mm-hmm. I had to drive to fucking Howell where Shackles from, and that's 45 minutes down the worst road in New Jersey. So, yeah. And, and yeah, if you don't have a car, you can't walk that shit. Like, that's, that's a mission. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, the, honestly, there were so many shows when I was younger that I had I had to miss because I, I knew about it. But I was like, you know, 15 year old kid that lived like two hours away that didn't have a car or didn't have friends that wanted to go to the, like these like specific shows. Yeah, dude, I mean, whatever. I mean, we got into it eventually. Yeah. And honestly, uh, and I always uh, tell people, hey, if you stick around long enough, there's a really good chance that you'll be able to see these bands that you, you are dying to see. So uh, you think oh, I care? Yeah, totally. yeah think Every I care is on this list. Around. Yeah. No, Every band comes back around. Yeah. So who, somebody out there, book Think I Care, get in contact with the uh, you know people in that band and make it happen. Yeah, for real. Because uh, I feel like there's like a whole, you know, right. New generation of kids that have gotten into think I care that were that are in the same boat as us. that never got to see them. That would love to see them. So I'm sure they would get, uh, you know, some sort of good pop. So, yeah, dude, totally. I mean, another band dude that, you know, I love so much that I never saw was rival. Pop. Oh, really? Dude. Yeah, dude. And like, like in New Jersey now, like, like kids coming up there, they don't know rival mob. I'm like, rival mob, play a fucking show. Like, come on. Yeah. You know, I was trying to track that. I, I probably shouldn't say this on there, but whatever. I, I I was trying to track down the singer to get him on the podcast, but he's a hard dude to get a hold of. Oh, dude. That dude's in like 50 million bands, too. Yeah, right? And it's like, and we're like connected through like mutual friends or whatever, but 
it just didn't work out. But I, but I would love to have him on because I, I think he's he's interesting. He's played in a ton of good bands, but like yeah, the Rival Mob, legendary band. Yeah, straight up. Fuck yeah. I'll never. Forget, I I can't remember which Sound of Fury it was, but I, at that point, like people were like reselling their merch on online for like double, triple the price, and they had to limit at San period like limit one t-shirt per customer and i was like that's crazy that it was going that crazy for a, a band's merch because like I mean, we, we see it all the time right like you know bands will, will pop up and certain merch pieces will get like crazy hype and you know, resell get crazy but that's just one thing that i will always remember about the rival mob is that they had this one shirt that was just like yeah one per customer because they didn't want kids buying just to flip they wanted everybody to, to be able to get a piece for, probably, the, for the normal that was price probably the locking out to you, i'm assuming right Honestly, I don't remember what design it was because the line was so because fucking long. Because all the older heads would tell me, like, the start of, like, the hype beast kids, like, coming to shows and, and, like, buying all these merch. Like, it started with, like, people, anything locking out. Yeah. And people always like, oh, yeah, the Rival Mob shirt. Yeah, it's crazy. But hopefully, at some point, we'll we'll get, like, at least, like, one show or something. Because I know... Yeah, totally. I, I know they're still around. They're, they're not completely gone or, or disappeared you know yeah totally, totally okay so uh you guys played the, the one show that uh bob booked do you guys have plans uh you know coming up for any time soon or are you guys like trying to work on new music right now we're we're probably in the group chat right now being like yo what the fuck's next because we have no shows coming up um we have plans to do something wild too so uh i can't say nothing yet but you know, definitely something really cool coming out. So, okay, yeah. Well, if you guys you know got that good reaction to that first show, I'm sure kids are out there wondering, you know, what's next? When can they see Never Again again? So hopefully, uh, you know, you guys get something on the books pretty soon. Because, like you said, right, you're you're surrounded by so many different scenes. I'm, I'm sure it wouldn't be that hard for you guys to just you know hop in the car and go play somewhere. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I, we got offered to play like one or two more shows, but. Dude, it's so hard right now. I'm in school again. Avery's in school. Everybody's in school. So it's, you know, working around our schedules is fucked up right now. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're going to figure it out. We're going to do a weekend in, in November. So okay. be on the lookout for that, you know, if you're listening, you want to see our band. Awesome. And I just hear, is Avery back in the States? Because I know the last time we spoke, which was years ago, um, he was overseas for a bit. Yeah. yeah, no, he's been back. Yeah, he came back. Uh, I think that was like june of 2019 okay so yeah he's been back for a minute okay that's cool keep him stateside make things a little more accessible yeah def def yeah he made he made friends out there and it's cool because when cut down released a demo um somebody from out there did their shit on like a europe cassette mm -hmm. so cool you know make connects yeah I, I feel like that's like something really important right to to uh, make friends in other scenes, especially overseas. Cause I, I, I still feel like to this day that like these international scenes are like really untapped, right? Like we, we know about like, you know, certain bands will break through and uh, you know, get on the radar of us here in the United States. But I feel like there's more out there, right? Cause I, I've even done my research and found some bands where I'm like, wow, like why aren't more people listening to this band? And then you kind of realize like, Oh shit, there's more of these guys out there. They're just, not well known because of like you know just the distance dude straight up the hardcore scenes like especially like in japan like the like the shit going on in japan looks fucking sick i've yeah. seen like videos from like south korea mm -hmm. like shit like that like all that all that stuff over there looks fucking awesome australia all that shit looks dope yeah I, i'm always interested because i, I I've, I've been to like you know one like show internationally quote unquote because like but like to me like it didn't really seem like that it was international because i was uh went down to mexico which isn't that far from where i live right it's like an hour and a half from where i live uh so it's just like it, it didn't really seem like i went too far but i i would love to fly to like japan or australia south korea to go to a show there and see what it's like you know catch that vibe dude definitely some of that some of that show is fucking sick i mean obviously like like England has a dope parkour scene, or it looks like it, you know. Yeah, and I, I tell everybody there's there's good hardcore everywhere. We just have to find it, right? Because sometimes it's a little easier when you look at these more popular scenes because uh, they get a little more shine. But there's good hardcore bands uh, from everywhere. You just got to go out and look for it. You know who has a crazy wild scene that like doesn't get talked about much? Who? 
Bogota, Colombia. Colombia, okay. Their fucking scene looks crazy sick. Like hundreds and hundreds of kids going to shows from like what my friends in Robert Gage show me. Mm-hmm. It looks fucking wild. Man, that's a good band too. Robert Gage, try to Robert Gage. They're, they're super sick. Yeah. Yeah, they always show me videos of like them playing or their friends playing like out there and it's fucking awesome. So I'm going to go there eventually and see what's going on down there. Yeah. And it's it, it's just cool to think about, right? Like uh, hundreds of kids in like a foreign country coming together and just doing what we're doing here. It's it's something that I, I definitely need to experience at some point because like I, I've gone to like you know, a couple different scenes that like, you know, like around our country. But it's just like I'm always curious on what it's like in other places. Yeah, dude, it's, it's probably fucking sick, like, straight up. I mean, like, from the looks of it, there's so many straight-edge kids, so many kids, like, vegan kids, like, all different types of hardcore are being played down there. So, yeah, it seems like it's, I mean, everywhere right now is fucking, is almost like the golden age in terms of hardcore, you know, worldwide. Yeah, there's this uh, been this crazy resurgence. Like, I've, I've been in a situation where, a show gets announced and it sells out. And I was like, what the hell? Like this wouldn't have happened like pre pandemic. Right. Because uh, we were so accustomed to being like, all right, we'll just get a ticket at the door. Or like, we know like, you know, people are going to skip this because uh, they've seen these bands like a million times. But when like, you know, these like five shows that got announced when they all sell out, like, you know, pretty quickly, you're just like, holy shit, something's going on here. Like kids are like really hungry to, to get back to this. And then even having to like scramble to find a ticket or, you know, weasel my way in. Um, and then just being there and, and seeing it, 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 it's, it's been like an interesting time and it's something that, uh, like I'll definitely never forget, but it, it, it's awesome to see that there's like so many people interested in wanting to, to come out and support and just go to a live hardcore show. And dude, it's dude at the same time, it's not even people who want to come, you know, if they were out before they're out now, you know, this is all fucking new kids. You know what I'm saying? All new kids who didn't go to shows last year, you know, and they're getting into hardcore because they're sitting at home. They're looking at fucking TikTok or whatever. And, you know, they see finally like following pages, looking shit up, seeing that there's shows like, dude, when I booked uh, like Robert Gade and Warren mm-hmm. in July in New Brunswick, so like a hundred new people showed up. And me and my friends were like, where the fuck did all these kids come from? And they're asking around now, like, when's the next show and what's going on over here? You know, so it's good to see. And that's every scene, every person I'm talking to that's booking shows is mm-hmm. like, dude, there's so many new kids. So that's so good. 100%. Yeah, I, I was talking to this dude the other night. Uh, he like that night he saw Drain for the first time. And um, out here, Drain's been around doing stuff, right? But they're bigger now. But for the first. Oh, they're hot shit now. I've seen those videos. Yeah. In Cali, they're, they're wild. Yeah. Awesome band. But yeah, to talk to this dude who's like, yeah, this is my first time seeing Drain. I'm like, that's crazy. But it's also cool that this, that kids, like, you know, like you said, new kids are coming out. And uh, it's just like, yeah. And I, I was thinking, I'm like, okay, cool. Hopefully that kid tells his friends or he gets inspired and wants to start shit. So this, this whole thing can just keep rolling and just be like nonstop. Cause I, I always tell everybody the, you know, pandemic was kind of a, a, an eye opener to everybody to kind of show that this whole thing that we do with hardcore isn't guaranteed. And yeah, it would be hard to stop it, but we we're seemed like we were halfway there with, you know, shows getting cut out. Right. Yeah, dude. I mean, like whether like people like it or not, like this shit's like the new kids are going to continue to come in because whether people like it or not, like knock loose is sewn on every fucking venue they're playing at and they're only putting on hardcore bands. Turnstile is fucking touring with Chief Keef in like a week mm-hmm. or whatever, or maybe right now I don't fucking know. And they're like on the fucking Billboard charts and they're putting on hardcore bands. You know what I'm saying? So these kids are gonna keep coming, straight up. You know they might be tourists, but you know a lot of places are gonna get a lot of a lot of kids coming in yeah. for the time being at least. Yeah, and it, it, it's like a weird thing too, right? Because like uh, with these new kids, obviously we're not really sure who's real and who's not, but I'm just like, all right, at some point, you know, time will tell. So we just got to kind of wait and see what these new kids actually do. Are are, are they going to drop out? Hopefully some of them start the you know next wave of awesome bands, which um, always happens, right? Because when you look around at these uh, bands now with some of these younger kids, you're just like, yeah, like a couple of years ago, these were just like new jacks that nobody really took serious. But, you know, they, they put in their work. They stuck around. And here they are now, you know, on, we're watching their band on stage, you know? 
Yeah, dude. I mean, when I first got into hardcore and I look back at it and I talk to like the older heads now, they're like, yeah, dude, when you got into hardcore, it was all tourists. Like, especially in New Jersey, 2015, 2016, when I first was going to shows, there was mad new kids mm-hmm. because of, you know, like I was back, back school jam was popping off. Um, you know, they had the, um, you know, turnstile was popping off. Suburban scum was the, was the hot shit at the time. You know what I'm saying? So there was a lot of new kids coming because I'm, I remember the, like the first time I seen a hardcore band was like late, I think it was like late 2013 mm-hmm. and Suburban Scum opened up for Census Fail. So like they were bringing, they were bringing a bunch of kids in like to actual hardcore shows. So like, I, I totally get a lot of those kids that, you know, like I was meeting at shows like, Oh, these are my first shows too. Like all those, most of those kids are gone. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, you know, this is what's going to happen now. Like, most of the kids that are coming in now, they're going to be gone in two years, but there's going to be a couple of diamonds in the rut, and they're going to stay, and they're going to, you know, start good bands or start a fucking label or, you know, take photos or video your shows or, you know, get into art and make your fucking flyers or, you know, so, you know, put on for these fucking kids straight up. Yeah. I always just try to be, uh, like, not too hard on young kids, right? Because obviously, I it's, it's hard to get to know somebody like you know right off jump. It, 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 all this stuff takes time, so I, I always just uh, I always just try to be nice and uh, you know friendly, but not trying to be everybody's best friend. If that makes sense. Yeah, dude. No, you can't be their fucking best friend. Of course not. But, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, always. You know, especially the young kids, dude. There's a couple of young kids that come to the shows around here. I always say hello to them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I always say what's up. You know. That's all. That's all you gotta do. Yeah, for sure. Because I'm not, I'm I'm not any better than anybody else. You know, I, I'm not too good to, to say what's up. Especially if kids are coming out, paying you know their money to to get into the shows and just doing their part to support. So yeah, I'm not better than you. I'm doing the same shit. Like like you know, have a good time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like I consider my little brother as young kids. So I talk to them. You know how I talk to my little brother. Mm-hmm. And do you know what's up with Brute? Are they working on anything? Um, damn. I guess I'll break the news. You know, I'll be the fucking asshole. But they're <laughs> they're they're playing a, they're playing a couple last shows and they're done. Oh wow, that's yeah, that's kind of a bummer to hear because you know think about going back to that uh, United Blood video, right? That was some odd years ago. Oh, uh, dude, yeah. What a fucking time that was. Yeah. Okay. So uh, these things happen, right? Bands form, they break up. Uh. I'm just curious, are they starting anything else? Are they working on me- any other music or is that? Yeah, be- dude. Yeah. I mean, they're all, they're all in bands writing another demo right now. So. Okay. So, so Brute's yes. not the end of the line for them. That's just what yeah, I was Yeah, no, hell no, hell no. Okay, Definitely cool. Definitely Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sad about Brute, but that's good to hear that they are continuing on musically doing other stuff. Yeah. I mean, the kids in that band love hardcore, like just, just as much as us, if not more. So. Okay. Well. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? Oh, uh, nothing much, man. I mean, covered everything. Yeah, I, I I definitely appreciate you coming on to talk about the demo. Whenever the next record comes out, uh, would definitely love to have you back on because, uh, like I said, you you and Avery coming on way back, um, you know, in the the early '30s of, of this podcast, it was definitely an episode that I'll never forget because. Just, you know, just the circle of friends that I got introduced to at that time that I'm still friends with to this day that have helped this podcast grow. It, it, it definitely um, you know, means a lot to me. Yeah, dude, that was such a good time, dude. We were so hyped when you asked us. We we're like, let's fucking go. And that's awesome that you stood friends with, with fucking Nate and, mm-hmm. and Dan and Ryan and, and all those guys from Wilkes Bear because, you know, they, they told they told us about you, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And, and respect to you for, you know, uh, still, uh, you know, keeping in touch and willing to to answer, uh, you know, any weird questions that I had or even just, you know, uh, respond to my DM. So that that's something that, that I've appreciated over the years. Yeah, dude, straight up. You're, you're, you're fucking awesome in your podcast is straight up sick. You know, you you interview a lot of dope, dope people in hardcore. Yeah, straight up. I, I appreciate that. Well, Jason, before we sign off, is there anything else you would like to say? Um, Not much. Shout out to you know everybody, all my friends, mm-hmm. and Rebirth Records. Shout out to Rebirth Records. Hell yeah. Shout out to RTF too. Wink, wink. <laughs> For sure. All right. New Jersey heads. New Jersey heads will know. 
All right. Shout out to them. Uh, shout out to everybody who uh, tuned in. Thank you for listening. And we'll be back soon.